I remember the first time I went out into like the grocery store into public with uh, a creative makeup look on, I was really scared. I was really like, oh, people are going to think maybe it's a tattoo or they're going to think I'm weird or this is unconventional, right? And I had at least a dozen people stop me and ask me what the paint was for. And I told them about alopecia and I used that as an opportunity to, to spread awareness and to talk about why I'm painting on my head. This is Alopecia Life with your host, Deanne Graham. You'll hear interviews with specialists in their field and parents who are helping their child move through life while living with alopecia areata, along with conversations with alopecia rock stars who are making a difference. Alopecia Life is here to provide you with support, accurate information, inspiring stories, and life hacks to help you navigate the world of hair loss. Whether you've just been diagnosed or have had it for ages, Alopecia Life has been created to share all the information you may want or need to do alopecia your way. Welcome to this episode of Alopecia Life. It's still Alopecia Awareness Month, and what better way to spend it than with our guest, Abby Wren, today. Abby is a creative makeup artist and outspoken advocate for inclusivity throughout the beauty industry, media, and beyond. For those of you who have seen her work, you might already know that her signature bald look has become her iconic canvas as she transforms herself into colorful, mind-blowing creations and characters. I won't share much more with you here in the intro because I want you to hear it from her during the interview. Here's today's episode. Welcome to Alopecia Life today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here. I am incredibly excited to have you. I know that you and I have been kind of going back and forth and trying to work out a schedule that works for you because you've been so busy and it's all exciting things to talk about today. If you could kind of just start off by sharing about who you are and what you do. Yeah. So yeah, I'm Abby. I am a professional makeup artist and alopecia advocate. I'm currently based here in Los Angeles, although I grew up in rural Montana. What my mission is, is to spread more awareness about alopecia and especially through artistry, you know, through the creative makeup looks that I do. So I use my bald head as my canvas to kind of turn myself into crazy, vibrant, colorful creations to bring more attention to alopecia. Awesome. And it didn't start out that way though, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. My journey has been <laughs> long and nonlinear for sure. So I I actually started out working in fashion and I went to school to, to study makeup in Vancouver, British Columbia, where I met my, my partner, my now fiance, Wade. <laughs> and um, yeah, my, my goal back then was really to work on clients. So I you know, I had a professional kit and I was traveling everywhere. I was doing bridal. I was doing basically any kind of makeup that I could get my hands on, you know, any kind of job. I was just saying yes to everything. I worked in production, TV shows, fashion runway, and I kind of found my niche in fashion and editorial makeup. So I I went to New York Fashion Week and worked on the, the stages there. I came to LA. I I was traveling all over working like that. And it really wasn't until 2019, I think it was, when I shifted directions a little bit and I I realized the importance of talking more about my story and spreading more awareness about alopecia. I met my dear friend, Christy Valdeseri, and we started doing some workshops together. And 
I started teaching, you know, makeup classes and, and just being a resource using this knowledge I had in the makeup sphere to really empower other women who wanted some tips on how to draw on eyebrows. And the creative makeup side of everything has really evolved because of social media. I just started posting my looks and talking more about my experience with alopecia in a way that was really therapeutic for myself. That's kind of how it started. It evolved into this crazy, incredible community of a lot of people who also have alopecia. And yeah, so so now I'm just, I'm kind of pushing the limits with myself creatively. And I like to turn myself into all sorts of characters and just fun, bright, vibrant makeup looks. Yeah, well, and anyone who has seen you and your work is probably massively blown away. And they're excited to hear that you're on this podcast. Because when you look at what you do from everything from, you know, the Monsters Inc. and all of the things, I mean, Dr. Phil, you've got that, (laughs) you got Bernie Sanders, and those are totally so fun to look at. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I'm, if anyone has seen those looks, I'm, I'm, I'm so flattered and I, I love sharing those with the world. It is both a creative outlet and also like a comical outlet for me because I, my approach to makeup is that it shouldn't be taken so seriously. You know, I think that a lot of times we look at makeup as a way to, you know, as a society, we look at makeup as a way to enhance our beauty or make us feel more feminine or sexy, which is great. Nothing against that, but I really see it for me personally as a just such a creative outlet. So turning myself into characters that will make someone laugh or that'll bring some levity to the fact that, yeah, it's makeup, but this all washes off at the end of the day. And the core message is that the makeup is just an accessory, right? It's just a bonus. It's an add-on. Really what's important is loving ourselves at the end of the day, coming exactly as we are. But yeah, the, the comical, funny looks are definitely my favorite to create. Someone asked me the other day, so what old man are you going to do this year? Because I <laughs> I seem to have made it a, a tradition to do some kind of, yeah, Walter White from Breaking Bad or Dr. Oh, Phil yeah. or something each year. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Walter White yet. I'm check that one out. So do you feel like this would have been where you are today had you not experienced hair loss? Or I, I know you had a different trajectory, right? Back when you graduated from college and everything. Yeah, there's no way I would be doing what I'm doing today without my experience with alopecia. I can say that so confidently because alopecia has just changed me as a person mm-hmm. so much. It has, in so many strange ways, it has given me a new relationship with confidence that I never had before. It has really emboldened me so much in ways that I kind of expected it would have the opposite effect, but mm-hmm. I feel like I'm my truest self when I'm fully embracing my alopecia and I'm just rocking the bald head. And I, you know, it's, it's taken years and years to get to that point, but the kind of work that I do is so expressive and is so, you know, forward facing it's out on the internet mm-hmm. for the world to see. And I think the Abbey without alopecia with long red hair, like I used to have growing up, that person had a different experience in life. There were no hardships or challenges to really force me to look inward. So alopecia has been that for me. It's, it's kind of tapped into a, a much deeper layer of myself that I am forever grateful for. And I'm really lucky to have had this experience for 15 plus years and to come to that realization. It's been a long 
road and a long journey to get to that point. But over so much time and, and so many different layers of my experience with alopecia, I've, I've definitely learned that along the way. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for sharing all that. So let's talk about when you were first diagnosed. Yeah. So I was just entering my freshman year of high school when I found out that I had alopecia. I was 15 turning 16 years old. So I I think that time in life is challenging in general, just becoming yourself, just getting to know yourself, getting to know your peers, entering high school, that time in life is challenging for women to begin with. And then to be stripped of my, you know, my main feminine marker, which was hair, that was really tough to go through. It was a really challenging time for me. I'm really fortunate that I had so many good friends to support me. I had a really solid family who was there every step of the way. But yeah, it was scary through and through. There's no other way to put it. You know, it was like, what's wrong with me? First of all, why is this happening? Did I do something? Am I eating something? What is causing this? And my mom is a a registered nurse in the community. So her first instinct was, we got to get you to specialists. We got to go see what is happening. Where is this coming from? And so we drove all over the country, saw multiple specialists in different states because Montana's, <laughs> Montana's great, but it's a tiny state with not as many resources as other places. So we drove to Washington, all over the place. And we finally got the diagnosis of alopecia totalis, as I had lost all of the hair on my head. But at that time, this is this is my first experience with hair loss. At that time, I didn't lose my eyelashes or my eyebrows or any hair on my arms or anything. It was just hair on my head. And there was some regrowth. So um, you know, we, t- we did everything. We did some steroid shots. We took samples of my scalp was the scariest part for me. Mm-hmm. They really scooped out a, a portion of my scalp and did a biopsy and tests and everything. And the hair kind of kept cycling through stages of loss and regrowth and loss and regrowth. Right. And, you know, I wore a bandana. I covered it for the most part. But as it was regrowing, I kind of just started styling the regrowth into a, a tiny little peach fuzz mohawk <laughs> because that, that's all I knew how to do. And yeah, it was, man, it was wild. Yeah. And just listening to that, I think about your edge factor, right? I mean, you you took the hair that you had and you made it into a little mohawk and it, it's almost like you were edgy back then. Yeah, that's interesting you say that because in in the moment, I didn't think of it that way. But outwardly, I could totally see how that would be the feeling. And I've always kind of had a little bit of that. I've always wanted tattoos. I actually got my first tattoo when I was 18 in high school to represent um, my journey with alopecia. It was a a dandelion on my back. Mm -hmm. And the little seeds were blowing away as you you blow on a dandelion. And it represented this really challenging experience for me and and how I was kind of wishing for it to change. Mm -hmm. And now I'm at such a different place with it. But at the time that was really, it was kind of the hardest thing I had ever been through. Everyone was, you know, talking in school about how maybe I had cancer or what was, what's going on with her. I wouldn't call myself a popular kid in high school, but I was friends with a lot of people who did sports and also with, people who did music and some of the not so cool kids. I kind of was friends with a lot of different groups. So my social circle was large and everyone was asking me and 
I think I developed this unconventional edgy side of myself early on, just as a way to kind of step into myself as a way to form a relationship with an identity that I was forming at that time, you know, Mm -hmm. 15, 16, uh, just that time in life is, is kind of where you kind of figure out who you are, what you're all about, how you show up and how you express yourself. So um, that age is also where I started experimenting with makeup and doing purple eyeliner and playing with bold jewelry (laughs) (laughs) as a way to kind of make up for some of the lost expression that I used to have through my hair. Mm, That's a a powerful statement right there, the lost expression. Now, you've been quoted as saying makeup is a powerful outlet for endless self expression. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I often hear that about hair, too, you know, like, oh, my hair is the way to express myself and, and maybe convey edginess or I mean, hair says a lot about people, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel that way about art in general. I feel that art, whether it's you know, seen in the the form of maybe music or painting, or for me, it's been anything artistic that allows me to like, let something out of me. I've always felt that that was a a core part of my self, my being. And so I painted in high school, I did ceramics in college, I've always been artistic, but um, makeup was the thing that really tapped into kind of a bridge between myself like something a little bit more intimate and personal and that artistic expression Mm -hmm. Um, so that that is definitely how I see it I see it as such a tool to show the world a little bit about yourself whether that's just putting on foundation and feeling like the best truest part of yourself or for me it's doing crazy swirls across my head with paint and sometimes rhinestones and you know Mm -hmm. like it's really what I think of as being a, a natural makeup look is very different than most people's idea of a natural makeup look. Cause I'm just so drawn to color and contrasting color and color theory, how an orange might play with a blue. And I'm obsessed with that stuff. It's definitely a passion of mine. So yeah, being able to show that expression on my own skin is, I find it to be really powerful and especially therapeutic for what I've been through. Mm-hmm. And every year I hear from parents and there's a couple things that come up with makeup, right? There's crazy hair day in school and mm-hmm. the kids with alopecia feel a little left out of, of being able to express themselves. And I've seen some parents do incredible things with their kids' heads and use them as a canvas. Do you have any small recommendations that kids can do or parents can help their children do to kind of express themselves on crazy hair day or something similar like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Endless opportunities for creativity there. Mm -hmm. I mean, my first instinct is to direct people towards water-based paint because it's really fun to apply. You can involve your kids because it's really very simple. It washes away with water. So it's not going to stain. It's not going to, you know, be stuck on the skin or irritate the skin. I really love the Mehron Paradise paint palettes just because they have so many different options for, for color choices. Um, and they're activated by water. So you just spray in a little spray bottle directly onto the color you want to use, pick it up with a little paintbrush and you can go wild. So I 
love to encourage people to just get creative and extra expressive during those times that otherwise might be kind of uncomfortable and feel exclusive. I also think that it's different for everyone, but I've always found that stepping outside of my comfort zone usually results in positivity and, and positive feedback. And it's hard to do at first, but I remember the first time I went out into like the grocery store into public with uh, a creative makeup look on, I was really scared. I was really like, oh, people are going to think maybe it's a tattoo or they're going to think I'm weird or this is unconventional, right? Mm-hmm. And I had at least a dozen people stop me and ask me what the paint was for. And I told them about alopecia. And I used that as an opportunity to to spread awareness and to talk about why I'm painting on my head. So mm-hmm. that can be coming from an adult perspective, but it's also a fun opportunity for kids to say, yeah, I got creative. I painted my hair on today. Maybe you do swirls or maybe you do little curls drawn right down the side of the head to represent what they would want their hair to look like today, you know, or for me, I see the bald head as almost like an endless canvas. So Mm -hmm. yeah. And as you know, there are so many different forms of alopecia, you know, I mean, you have sparse loss and growth. So what about for those people or kids that are Maybe they have, you know, a bald spot underneath or on the side or something like that, where it makes, you know, paint a little bit more difficult to adhere. Totally. Yeah. The other option to get kind of creative is I really love latex-free eyelash glue. You can use that to actually apply rhinestones or stickers or anything that you want to last a little bit longer. I would be floored to see someone with patches with alopecia areata patches decorate the patches in a way that kind of makes them shine or sparkle a little bit more. Mm -hmm. There's also glitter gel, which is a mess free form of glitter that you could apply to, to patches or kind of spruce them up that would almost show celebration of them rather than the normal frustration that we feel. Right. All the the times that we try to cover up spots, right? Or part our hair in a certain way or grow the hair out. It's it's so common. And to kind of have the freedom to go, you know what, this is a day I'm going to do this. I'm going to try it out. Even if it's on crazy hair day, it can be any day, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Any day is almost better because it just, it puts the power back into your hands. Mm -hmm. And that's really how I felt when I shaved my head. My hair loss in 2018 had kind of come and gone, come and gone multiple times over the years. But in 2018, I had just gotten back from a pretty busy work trip that was working my first show at New York Fashion Week. And I was living in Denver, Colorado at the time. And my hair had gotten so thin that I was clipping in hair extensions and it was falling out so rapidly that I I couldn't really clip them to anything anymore. So Mm -hmm. I reached this point where I was just ready to shave it and my partner Wade helped me shave my head and it was the most liberating, freeing thing I've ever experienced because I chose to do that. It wasn't my hair slowly being stripped from me. It was, I made the decision to do that. And and um, I think you can do that, that same taking back of your own power and your own decisions through celebrating the hair loss in any stage that it's in. It doesn't have to be completely gone. It could be in any form, but man, it's, I just feel so strongly that 
it's 2022. Like you got to be able to show up how you are. Mm -hmm. And if that means that your hair looks different than other people, then great. Like, oh man, I could just go off about this all day. I just feel (laughs) strongly that humans are not meant to look the same, right? There's a reason we have different eye colors and skin colors and and skin tones and, and hair colors and everything. Like we're not meant to look the same. I just feel that having alopecia and having the opportunity kind of to, to look different and to be set apart from others in the way that they look is a gift. It's a gift to see the world that way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's taught me so much about that compassion and empathy for other people. And I didn't have that experience before losing right. my Right. And it did take a, a little bit of time to kind of figure this out, right? For years. Yeah. 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 Years. I, I speak about it confidently now and I feel confidently about it now. And that's based on a lot of different things, very much so because I have the partner that I do. I have so much love and support from my fiance that I, that that's a whole other episode we could talk about, (laughs) but it has been years to get to this point. But I would say the one thing that has stayed consistent over time is I just, I knew who I, I was on the inside. I knew that I was strong and that I was smart and that I was kind and I was passionate. I was a good friend. I worked really, really hard. And when you know those things about yourself, like at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. It might seem, you know, frustrating to hear that it's just hair, but in reality it is just hair. It like, you know what I mean? That that's been my relationship with it is knowing that the things that I have internally, the things that make me truly Abby Wren, the person that I am, they're not wrapped up in physical appearance. None of that stuff actually matters. What matters is how I show up to the world, how I treat other people, being a good friend, a good partner, a good sister, you know, daughter. Those things are what really matters. And none of that involves my hair. Letting go of that just changed my perspective on everything. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you again. Fantastic. So we have so much more to talk about. Talk about the benefit, the benefit <laughs> brow search. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was, that was wild. That happened this year. So benefit, if anyone's unfamiliar with them, they're a cosmetic company and they specialize in eyebrow products, eyebrow pencils and pomades and everything. And they do a competition every year. It was delayed a few years because of the pandemic, but they do a competition every year called the benefit brow search, where they put it out on social media to thousands of people to apply, to be a part of this this brow search competition. And essentially it's a makeup competition that involves lots of different, you know, makeup looks and getting creative and showing how you do your eyebrows and doing creative eyebrow makeup looks, all sorts of stuff. And primarily on social media this year, I said, you know, why not? I'm just going to go for it. I, I don't even have eyebrows, so that'll be interesting. And maybe that's not what they're looking for. Maybe I'm a little too creative. You know, I'm drawing squiggles as eyebrows sometimes. Like I don't fit the pink, you know, kind of predictable, clean, standard eyebrow look. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And so I was a little nervous. I was definitely intimidated and there were thousands and thousands of applicants, but I applied multiple times and I created some videos online. And finally they called me onto a Zoom call and they announced that I was part of the top 24 and that we were going to Tucson, Arizona to stay at this ranch for a few days and, and finish out the competition. So I was 
so excited to be just considered for that. And it was wild. I met so many cool people. You know, we rode horses and got to do makeup looks amongst these incredible saguaro cactuses. It was just, it was so cool. (laughs) But I was intimidated the whole time. I was definitely having some imposter syndrome feelings the entire time being surrounded by so many other people that are incredibly talented makeup artists. And we're just makeup enthusiasts. It wasn't all professionals, Um, but we're doing all these looks on ourselves. So, you know, one of the challenges was to ride a mechanical bull and do your eyebrows and you know like it was it was wild it was such a blast and then some of the other competitions were to make a video a creative video showing multiple different eyebrow styles or or things like that mm-hmm. and crazily enough I, I'm not still sure how this happened but I ended up winning the entire competition which was just so surreal and made me really, really grateful and proud to be able to represent the alopecia community and share my story and say, I don't have eyebrows, but I'm using these products because I genuinely really love their products. They're waterproof brow pencils that stay on all day. I've tried hundreds of brow products over the years, and these really are my favorite. And the pomade I use to create hair-like you know, strokes. So yeah, I, I was able to kind of show them that and show them, Hey, this is how your products work in a really awesome way for someone who is physically drawing each hair stroke on every single morning, you know? So it was really impactful for me to be able to share that story. And, and again, step out of my comfort zone, be nervous and scared to do something on a, a different platform than my own and push myself to do it anyways. That's awesome. And congratulations again to that. That's just fantastic. Do you? you? Yeah. So and I don't know if the the people who are in the competition, there's a real difference with drawing within the lines, right, that are already created for you with with a a brow that's on your face versus a completely blank palette, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, And that's been something I've kind of taught myself over the years. When I was in makeup school, I actually had some eyebrows, so I didn't really learn much in in makeup school in my studies how to do that. I've kind of just learned as needed, you know, over the over the years. Mm-hmm. And the second time that I lost everything in 2018, where it kind of evolved into alopecia universalis for a while, I lost all of my eyelashes, all of my eyebrows all of my arm hair, leg hair, everything. Mm-hmm. And then slowly it has started to grow back a bit. My lashes are regrowing now, but my brows never have for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So it was always just learning how to kind of create shapes on a blank canvas in the right position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's a big one. <laughs> oh, man, it's so hard. I don't think people realize how challenging it is to kind of, you know, think about the the shape of the arch and where the tail should end and, mm-hmm. and brows are such a there's such a an expression marker of the face, you know. You could draw really pointy arches on your eyebrows and suddenly you might look a little bit mad or start <laughs> them a little bit lower in the front and it's a scowl or, you know, right. that they really changed the expression of the face. So it's been an evolution for me, but I've kind of come to this point where I do them because I'm drawing them on from scratch every single day. I've learned what fits my face shape and working as a professional makeup artist, I've worked on a lot of people who might have very sparse brows. Mm -hmm. So working with other face shapes and making sure that it's comfortable and feels natural for everyone that has 
taught me a lot about how to draw them on and, and how to um, constantly kind of change my techniques and add dimension with a black eyeliner to draw in a few hair strokes so that it looks like the hair is actually growing on the skin. You know, there's so many little tips and tricks I could go on forever, but um, uh, yeah, rows are uh, impeccable. Yep. This is a big subject for all of us with alopecia for sure. So where do you think the next steps are for you to go? I mean, winning this competition was kind of a, a huge jumping off point for you, right? Yeah. It's been kind of a wild journey since winning that competition, just because it allowed me to tell my story on different platforms, different interviews and in publications. And it's brought a bit more awareness, to, I, hopefully to alopecia in general. So it's really fired me up and motivated me to do more with this. You know, it's kind of like, I'm, I'm ready to step into the next evolution of what I've been doing. I've been doing makeup on myself for a long time now, and I've kind of been spreading this message, but something I'm working on right now is doing a lot more workshops. So for anyone listening, always please feel free to reach out. I, I do teach one-on-one workshops for free for anyone with alopecia that wants some advice or wants some tips and tricks. I'm always a resource. Slide in the DMs or shoot me an email. I'm always a resource. But beyond that, a big goal of mine is to actually create products that hopefully will make a difference for men and women living with alopecia and be easier to work with, be formulated and created specifically for our needs. <laughs> because mm-hmm. for so long, I think I've been finding products and making do and, and using products that are meant for everyone. And a lot of times living with alopecia, our needs are different. Mm-hmm. You know, putting on a pair of eyelashes, if you don't have eyelashes, is mm-hmm. a unique circumstance. It's not like just gluing on natural eyelashes on top of your eyelashes. There's nothing to hold false lashes up. So, right. you, you know, you need a, a good curl and you need a glue that will really hold them on. So that's kind of the next step in my journey right now. I'm, I'm working with our team to, to build that, to create products that are for us that are for our community because the challenging circumstances that we're kind of up against, they're different than a normal beauty routine, you know, blending foundation up the sides of our head. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. That's the thing. You know, it's just, it's different. And I love that it's different, but I feel that there is a little bit of uh, a gap in the market of products that work for all of us. So that's what I'm working on currently. Yeah. And something else that people don't think about, there are a lot of people living with alopecia who have things like eczema and psoriasis, right? So we have to use products that are, you know, just good for our our sensitive skin. Yeah, totally. I remember my scalp feeling physically sore to the touch while I was losing my hair. It was Mm -hmm. just, you know, your body is rejecting your own hair follicles. So your, your scalp feels sensitive. It felt sore. And Mm -hmm. even when I was wearing hair extensions, when I was mainly experiencing areata, that was kind of, that was a thing. It was sore to the touch and Mm -hmm. my eyes were swollen as I was losing my eyelashes, you know, things like that. Right. Most people don't think about. Right. Absolutely. This is really exciting to think about, right? Having a line of products, whether, I mean, even paints, right? That you were talking about that work well for you right now um, that you're using, but like developing an alopecia palette for Mm -hmm. crazy hair day, like that would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, totally. The root of everything for me is just that people should be able to feel 
like their true selves with no hesitation. And that's really challenging when you're experiencing something that challenges those societal beauty standards that we've been conditioned to see for so long. So I want to create products that allow people to have fun and play and experiment and try a purple eyeshadow or, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, something different than maybe they would think to reach for, but expresses something about them and their confidence, their relationship with their confidence. That's sometimes really hard with alopecia. It has been for me. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm really, I'm excited. It's a, a long road ahead, but <laughs> yeah, as, as all great things are. Mm-hmm. And we talked about expressing yourself on days that aren't crazy hair day necessarily. And the one big day that I know so many people with alopecia really embrace is Halloween, because they can paint their head. They of course, you see a lot of, you know, Mr. Cleans out there, the kind of more stereotypical, bald images of Halloween. But what are some great ideas for those of us who kind of want to explore doing something minor to growing into something major in the month of October? My thought on that is that anything you could possibly dream up can be done bald. And that's my approach with it. You know, there are, of course, skeletons and aliens, and you can lean into those and have fun with them uh, always. But if you want to do the Cheshire cat from Alice in Wonderland, that is beautiful, bald. You can still do the stripes on the face and the big smile. And so I would urge people to not hold back from any creative idea you have just because you don't have hair. If it's Chucky, and I did this last year, I did Chucky with alopecia. I literally cut up a piece of wig that was red and I glued parts of it to my head, but not all of it. I was like, Chucky had alopecia areata. (laughs) You know, there's no, there's no rules to makeup and especially even less rules when it comes to Halloween and a time where people expect you to get creative. So I urge people to just lean into that. You could do a fairy that's bald and you could do glitter up the side of the head. There's just endless, endless options. I always like to do colorful, creative skeletons just because the human anatomy, it fascinates me. And I'm always really intrigued by the bone structure of skulls and and how symmetrical they are. I'm just always drawn to those. So I love doing bold, colorful, creative skulls and skeletons. What else? You could do a cat. If you're just not ready to go all in, you could do the conventional Halloween looks that are really fun and quick and simple to do, but involve the bald head. My thought on all that is let the bald head be the canvas and experiment, push yourself a little further, you know, you can still wear cat ears, even if you don't have hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Thanks so much. Yeah. When people are looking for you, how can they find you on social media? Yeah, um, everything is Abby Wren Artistry. So it's A-B-B-Y-W-R-E-N Artistry. Awesome. And I'll put all of that in the show notes. I just want to thank you so much for being with us today and sharing your story and all of your successes and what's happening for your future. We are all super excited for you. Thank you so much for having me, Dan. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you. It's always extra special getting to sit down with someone who's been through what I've been through. You know, we, we share that together. We, uh, it's just, 
it's really therapeutic, honestly. Yeah, I totally agree. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. All Abby's social links are listed here in the show notes, along with additional press articles that have been written about her. I've also attached some of the links for the products she mentioned throughout the interview. For anyone who has been inspired by the crazy hair day or Halloween suggestions to go all out, we would love to have you share your photos here with us. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening. The information on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and is meant for general information purposes only. If you are enjoying these episodes and finding the tips helpful, please subscribe and leave a review for Alopecia Life wherever you download and listen to podcasts. If you're interested in learning more, head on over to alopecialife.com to find out more information on courses, coaching, and a ton of free resources.